0: And the enemy wants to have a, a, an opportunity to attack our lives. Amen. And so we see here that, uh, that uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, well, what happened here in Acts was that, uh, I didn't put it down, but Ananias died in church. Ugh. Wow. That, that's kind of harsh. And then, you know, he died in church. And then Peter says, go bury him." You know, I guess you have to get a burial team. I, I hope I don't have to get that as one of my teams. Hello. <laughs> bury people. Amen. And, uh, and so they, they, they buried him. And then, of course, you know, Sapphira came in. And then Peter asked her the same thing. And Peter uh, asked her, did you sell the land for a certain amount? And she said, yes. Yeah. And then she died too. Yes, and then the whole church got freaked out. And I'm telling you, the Bible says the fear of God came in on that church. And, you know, the Bible said that some did not come back to church. (laughs) But those that, that loved God, they feared God. And I'm telling you, revival broke out. And when we get a reverential fear of God. See, see you've got to have two uh, components. And this is free today. It wasn't part of my notes. But you have to have two components in your walk with God. You have to understand the love of God. Amen. You have to understand that he loves you. That he's slow to anger. He's abounding in love and kindness and tender mercies. That his mercies are renewed every morning. And praise God on that. But you've got to understand the severity of God also. In other words, you don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God. Hello. And if you get that in your equation, the love of God and the severity, in other words, there's a judgment side of God. And if you get that straight in your equation, you're going to walk straight in God. But if if you're too far over in the love of God, then you, you think almost because you could go and sin and you think because lightning had a strike, God is okay with that. But whatsoever a man sows, so shall he reap. If he sow... Are oh, you listening to us? And eventually it will come back. But then you can be over here and you can think of the severity of God and you can get legalistic and you think, oh, God, I got to make sure I breathe right today. I gotta make sure everything is right. And you can get so legalistic that you have you don't enjoy the walk. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. But we gotta stay in the middle. Yes. The love of God, yes. and but we gotta mind our P's and Q's as well. Yes. And when we have that working in, are you listening to what I'm saying? In our Christian walk, then we'll then woo glory to God. We will experience the blessings of God like no other. Amen. Yes. I like this because you've got to understand this. And sometimes you hear preachings and, I, I, you know, I, these preachers, people love to hear it. It's almost like where we're in Christ and God never gets irritated with us. You know, God's wrath has been already placed on Jesus. And so he's never going to get angry with us or he's not going to get upset or uh, have you read your Bible? <laughs> have you just read your Bible? <laughs> just read your Bible. God. Some people out in the Old Testament. Well, we're not in the Old Testament. We're in the New Testament. What what happened to Ananias' fire? That's New Testament theology. Hello. what? That's New Testament. They died? That's a a forming of the church. We know the power of God. But this this is interesting. God has feelings, the Holy Spirit can feel. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Hallelujah. And you know, uh, it says here in Ephesians 4, 25 and 31, it says, therefore, put away lying. What? Why would Paul write this to the church of Ephesus? We're blood-bought saints. We don't lie. Because some might be lying out there. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm not a liar. You better not. There's no, I don't want. Listen, the Bible says all liars will find themselves in the fire that burns with brimstone. Hello. But that's talking about unbelievers. Keep reading your Bible. In other words, we need to start walking with God and we don't want to lie. Amen. Well, who's who's the biggest liar? Satan. And we're not going to be like that other guy. I'm going to be like Jesus. I'm not going to be like the other guy. Sometimes, you know, I'm walking and sometimes I get upset and I start yelling. And the Holy Spirit is saying, you're acting like the other guy. Uh-oh. 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 Any of you ever act like the other guy? The one that's condemned? That's Are you hearing what I'm saying today? No, listen. We don't want to act like the other guy. We want to act like Jesus. It says, let each one of you speak truth with each other, neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. It's not, it's not, listen, it's okay to get angry at situations. You know, it's not a sin to get angry, but the sin is, is is that if you're staying angry. Amen. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole, steal no longer, but rather him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need." Look, look what, what he said now. This is just a side note. He's saying that we work not just for our needs. We don't work just for a living. He's saying that when we work, we should, some of our finances should be to expand the kingdom of God. We work, amen, not for a living, but for a giving. I just thought I'd throw that in there. And so it says here, uh, uh, Let him work with his hands, giving to him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. I'm telling you, that's what gets us in trouble. But what is good for the necessary of edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. My question to you this morning: Are you putting something in in the buckets of people, or are you taking something out of the buckets of people? Are you are you given an encouraging word, or are you given a derogatory word? Uh, hello, hello. But I'm in church today, Pastor. And do not grieve. Now look, look at this. The next thing it says here: edification. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. So if then that tells me as believers, we can grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Ooh, I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because listen, I believe this and this is this is me. I, I, I believe in, and, and the Bible actually says the kingdom of God is righteousness. Yes. Amen. Righteousness. In other words, the kingdom of God is righteousness. In other words, Jesus paid the price for us to have right standing with God. The kingdom of God is right standing with God in Christ Jesus. But then it's also, the Bible actually says, the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I want some peace in my life. Hello. I want some joy in my life. Hello. And we're not gonna get that peace and joy if we're grieving the Holy Spirit. Because I believe the Holy Spirit gives us that peace and joy. And I, hello. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Have you gone home? And so I want to walk in that peace. door. It says, let all bitterness, wrath, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And it says, be tender hearted. It says, be kind to one another. Kind, pastor. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ in God, even as God in Christ has forgave you. So we need to be tenderhearted. We need to walk in love. Amen. I, 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 I you know, my my wife did something this week, and I and I got upset with her, and I said something, and about five minutes later, I said, "Baby, I'm the you know, Holy Spirit." You know, I, my heart, you know, sort of I said, "Hey, I forgive me." I shouldn't have said it that way. Amen. The pastor messes up every once in a while. Too. Why? I have flesh. That's right. We're not redeemed yet. That's right. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We have flesh. We, we, sometimes we just need to apologize. You know, Fonzie, he had a problem with saying, I'm sorry. Anybody ever used to watch Happy Days in here? He would say, I'm so, so, so. you know, because he was always right. Amen. Right? He, could, he had a hard time. Anybody out here have, no, I won't say have a hard time, you know, apologizing? Okay, we won't go there. But see, if you are walking in the Spirit of God, you should have the, 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 the grace of God will, will prompt you to be a peacemaker. Amen. You, will, you want to be a peacemaker. Maker. So what is the Holy Spirit? What is his role in, his, in our life? His role is to be with us and be in us. That's number one. When you get saved, glory to God, when you receive Jesus on the inside of you, I'm telling you, you have the Holy Spirit that will take up residency on the inside of you. Ooh, that's awesome. You know what's so awesome about that is that we, we just don't have a religion. We just don't have a set rules and regulations that we're trying to abide. Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I abide by the Ten Commandments. Uh, Are you sure you're a Christian? (laughs) You know, it's not by abiding by the Ten Commandments, per se. It's walking with God. God. Yes, if you're a Christian, you should obey the th- We talked about not lying, cheating, and still. Yeah, but but listen, you shouldn't have to be you, you shouldn't be trying to obey rules. You just, just need to walk with God. You walk with God, you don't need to obey the rules because you automatically obey the rules. Oh, right. you hear what I'm saying? You automatically walk walk and obey. Yes, there yes, you may miss it at times. Because see, listen, as Christians, we don't live in sin. We just stumble in sin. We fall at times, but you know what? We stumble, but we get back up. We're weebles and we're wobbles, but we may fall down, but we'll come back up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We've got some weeble wobbles in here, but we won't fall down uh, in a perpetual state. Glory to God. And so it says here, uh, he will be with us and he'll be in us. Uh, in John 14, 15 and 18, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Woo, man, I could just stop right there and throw down the mic. Listen, if you love God, you're going to keep his commandments. Yeah. And it says, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another help. You know, the Holy Spirit will help you keep God's word. And I will and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. For the spirit of truth, whom he will, The world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. Say, I know him. I I don't know about, it's not that you just know about God, you know God. See, I know God. I I, I know what makes God happy, and I know what, what displeases God. You should know that. You should know what strokes God up, gets him excited, and you should know what gets him, you know, in a place where he's not Um, where he's grieved or saddened. Hello. And so, so it says here, he, I love this, it says, he, it says here, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you and I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. I love that because, listen, it doesn't matter if you're single, it doesn't matter, you know, if uh, uh, you, know, you, you, you feel like you're alone in your problem and your issue, you're never alone because God is with you. Your parents may abandon you, but God will never abandon you. And we are in a new family. And this is the family of God. And you better get used to it. Amen. You better start loving your family because we're going to see each other in heaven. Oh, you are going to heaven, glory to God. You can come over to my mansion sometime. Are you hear what I'm saying? And it's going to be awesome. We have a new family. Glory to God. And so so, so the Holy Spirit function is to live in us and abide in us. I like what it says here that that in John 14, 16, the Amplified, it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor. This is the Amplified. Strengthener, Standby to be with you forever. So so, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Amen. He will comfort us. He will, he will keep, keep he, he's our cheerleader. He will tell you that you can keep, you can make it. The, God will, will, he will cheerlead you. He will, he will, he will help you. He will encourage you. I love that about God. And so he's our comforter. He will bring you comfort. When the devil is accusing you and telling you and talking to you about your past and telling you, you know, you think you're going to move any further and God, look at all the things you You just need to remind the devil about his future. Your past is under the blood. You're living in the here and now. Faith is always in the now. It's not in the past. Get out of the past. He, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit is your advocate. He's one called alongside you. He's your intercessor, your counselor, your strengthener. He's your standby. Are you hear what I'm saying? I love what it says in 2 Corinthians 6.16. It says this. And, and, and Paul was talking about what, you know, in, in the context, he was talking about that, that as believers, what, you know, we don't have any fellowship with unbelievers. And he was talking about be ye separate from the world. The reason why some of us are not experiencing the peace, and I'm not talking about this group, but some of us are not experiencing the peace and the joy of God is because they're still walking with the world. They're still loving the world. Amen. No, the Bible says be in the world, but be not of the world. In other words, we have to be separated out of the world. In other words, you know, the Bible says if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Ooh, man, that's powerful. I, you know, I don't want to love the world or the, the attitude of the world. It's all about the bling bling. Amen. And so so we see this, and it says here, for you are uh, the temple of the living God. God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God is not residing, you know, in in a place called the Holy of Holies any longer. No, the veil was rent from top to bottom. The Spirit of God is now invading mankind. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It was so important that Jesus, you know, went to the cross. He said, it's expedient that I go. If I don't go, I can't send the comforter. Yes. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, see, the devil didn't realize the plan of God. The plan of God was not just for Jesus to set every cap. cap Captive free, not for Jesus just to have a ministry for you know forever down here on earth by himself. No, no. Jesus multiplied himself through us. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Now there's Jesus' little Jesus running around the whole over the world. Are you listening to what I'm saying yeah, I'm not calling you Jesus, but but you are the body of Christ. We represent Jesus. And so now, now the devil's in trouble because now, now the Holy Spirit will operate through the body of Christ and, and work, working through the body of Christ, I'm telling you, it's so much better. Amen. Amen. Number two, he, uh, the Holy Spirit will reveal the Bible to us. Amen. You see, the Bible uh, is like a mystery book. And see, that's why the world, you know, you can, the world, they don't understand the Bible. They, they, they don't have a revelation of God's goodness uh, in the Bible. But God unlocks the mystery of the Bible to us. The Holy Spirit revealed the mystery of the Bible. It says here in John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. So, so this saying here, there's two blessings in this verse pertaining to the Holy Spirit and what he does for us. Number one, uh, he, he gives us understanding of the scriptures. And what that does, see, listen, a lot of Christians, they have a, under, uh, a mental understanding of the scriptures, but they don't have a heart knowledge of it. And so what it is, is that if you just have a mental understanding, it's, in other words, it's not real yet. And the Holy Spirit makes the Word of God real. It makes the Word. It's like, oh yeah, by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. Oh yeah, I, I can be made whole by my faith. I was reading that one day, and the lady with the issue of blood, the, Jesus said, Jesus said, it's your faith that made you whole. And, the, and it jumped out at me, and the Spirit of the Lord says, your faith can make you whole too. I said, yes, it can. Woo, glory to God. And you start getting a revelation of that. Then when you get a revelation of that, revelation brings manifestation of the promises of God in our life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I love this part. And and I love this, that the Holy Spirit will will, will give you remembrance of the Scriptures. Have you ever been in a place where you needed God and you needed a word from God? You didn't have your Bible and the Holy Spirit gave you a word. And I'm telling you, he'll bring remembrance of the scriptures to you. But there is a key. You've got to put some scriptures in. Amen. You might need to put some scriptures in. And the Holy Spirit will bring up those scriptures, hallelujah, and will help you in a weak spot in your life. See, this is, this is how the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. This, this is, you know, he moved, the Holy Spirit moved on the disciples. Do you think they could remember everything? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Holy Spirit bring, bring to their, their remembrance everything that Jesus did and what he said. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today. That's how they were able to write under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit's powerful. Glory to God. And we have him. And so number three, uh, the Holy Spirit will help us share Jesus with people. John 15, 26 says it this way. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will testify of me. I love that. So the Holy Spirit, he's going to testify of Jesus. Our life should be a testimony of Jesus. You're going through all these problems, brother and sister. How come you're still at peace? How come you still have joy in your life? How come? I, I would be just dragging right now. How are you doing? The Holy Spirit, he's empowering you to overcome. You're an overcomer. He's empowering you today. The devil's so afraid of this church. He's so afraid of you. He's, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. I'm looking at conquerors here. You are empowered. My Lord Jesus. I could drop the mic right now. Hallelujah. So, so he will empower you to be a witness for him, glory to God. You know, it says it, and I'm not going to hit on it majorly, but in Acts eight, it says, uh, in Acts 1.8, it says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and all Samaria and the ends of the earth. So he will give you the power. Number four, the Holy Spirit will guide us. In John 16, 13, When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. That is awesome! You know, listen, you don't have to go to a fortune teller. You don't have to look up your horoscope to figure out what kind of day that you're going to have. Yeah, as Christians, we shouldn't be doing those things. No, the Holy Spirit will tell you what kind of future you will have. He will show you things to come. I remember when I was a, I was working for the church. I was working for the pastor that founded this church, and I was in there. And the Holy Spirit said, "You're going to be the next pastor." My pastor never told me that. Matter of fact, he wasn't going to ever say anything like that. He loved his job. and He wasn't going anywhere. And the Holy Spirit said, you're going to be the next pastor. Actually, the, Lord, the, the, the Spirit of the Lord said, you are the pastor. I said, no, oh, I'm not. He is. He said, no, you are. I said, no, I'm not. He is. And the Holy Spirit kept saying, you're the pastor. I said, no, I'm not. I'm not. The pa- I don't the even preach up there. Every once in a while when he throws me a bone. But no. And the Holy Spirit said, I call those things that be not as though they were. I said, oh, okay. Well, I guess I am. I'll wait. The Lord. And, then, and then the pastor came to me and said, you know, we're, we're ready to retire. Do you feel like God's calling you to be the pastor? I said, mm, I don't know. Let me think about that. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I, I, it agrees in my spirit. The Lord's been telling me that for three years. <laughs> I didn't have to pray about it. God was already revealing it to me. It looked impossible. I was a single man. They wanted to give the church to a couple. To, they thought that would be better. They tried giving away and people were like, no, we don't want it. And they thought, well, maybe Pastor David, maybe he might be able to do something with it. You know? Are you hearing what I'm saying you today? It was impossible. But God specializes in the impossible. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And I'm like, man, i got to close this down. My Lord, I haven't finished all my scriptures. My gosh. And the Holy Spirit will convict. And, and let me just give you that scripture. The Holy Spirit will convict. Now, now, let me just preface this by saying this. The Holy Spirit is not here to convict a believer of sin. Okay, listen up. Listen up. The Holy Spirit is here to convict the sinner of sin. Hello, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Let me read it to you. It says here in John 16, 18, it says here on John 16, 8 through 11, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment uh, of sin because they do not believe in me, and of righteousness because I go to the Father and you see me no more, and of judgment because the ruler of the world is judged. Then you may say, then how come I feel bad when I sin? Isn't that the Holy Spirit convicting me? No, that's your own heart condemning you. That's your own heart revealing. In other words, the Apostle Paul says, I do not, uh, I won't go against my conscience. And what he's saying is, he's not going to go against what he knows to believe that is right. Because your your own heart will condemn you. That's the reason why you need to confess it. Not just get God's forgiveness, but you need to confess it to release you from condemnation and shame that the enemy wants to put on your life. Hello. And so when you confess your sins, he is faithful and righteous and it delivers you from shame and the condemnation of the enemy. God's already, you know, he's forgiven you. Amen? Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? We just need to release that condemnation. And so the Holy Spirit will, will convict us of, of our righteousness in God. When I missed it one time and I prayed, of course I asked forgiveness, the Lord took me to Romans 8 and he said, read that. And I was feeling bad about my sin. And what the devil wants to do, he wants to keep you in a perpetual state of condemnation about your past sins. And the Holy Spirit revealed to me in Romans 8, he said, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. i am tell you, we have no condemnation because of the blood of Jesus. For we, we, we were living under the life of Christ, life of God in Christ Jesus. You're living in Christ. There's no condemnation. And so so the Holy Spirit will convict the sinner of his unbelief of not believing in Jesus. He will convict the sinner that Jesus is righteous. That he is the only way. And And then judgment is placed on the devil because the devil has no power over us. No sin has power over you. You have power over the devil. And so what the Holy Spirit is doing, the Holy Spirit creates new hearts. In other words, he comes over and he woos us and we come to a place where we receive Christ and he makes our stony heart into a new heart. And now we have a heart for God. And you don't want to sin. You want to walk with God. You want to love God. You want to obey God. And we start walking with him and experiencing his life, the abundant life in Jesus. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is moving on some of us in this room, moving on some of those that are watching. And what he's doing, he's knocking on your door. And he's saying, if you will open a door, I will come in and I will fellowship with you. And I will be your God and you will be my child. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.